Hello everyone, this is Thomas and Christine Erdos. And you're listening to Love's Fire. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Love's Fire. We're back. Okay, I'm back. (laughs) Uh, You can pray for Christine. She has not been feeling the best. And so she's resting. Uh, And so it's just me this time. Sorry everyone. I miss her too. Uh, (laughs) um, but hopefully she'll be uh, ready to go for the next one so until then you're stuck with me, sorry so, but it's going to be good because Holy Spirit is here and uh, I'm trusting that he will bring a word that's encouraging, edifying, building uh, myself and everyone else up and so uh, like this as with any other episode you know, we're Uh, I'm not saying that I've arrived in this area or any other area, uh, but I want to be obedient to share what I feel like he's put on my heart and uh, share from what uh, growth I have seen in in my life in this and other areas. And uh, for the glory of God, by his spirit and grace. And so when I was praying about what the Holy Spirit wanted me to share for this episode, I got the word uh, humility and uh, which was a bit of a surprise to me and uh i mean I, well there's i had like two things in mind and this was neither of them so <laughs> um but i'm trusting that he's got a good reason and he's going to bring some good things out and so the first passage i go to uh or i will be going to is in first corinthians 13 and uh, yeah, which is the love chapter, as most of you probably know, and, uh, but, you know, what I've discovered over the years is that, uh, love and humility are very connected, um, as we can see in this, uh, in this passage, and, um, so yeah, let's just, let's just read it, so we'll just start in the beginning, um, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, though I have all faith so I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Like, wow, think about like how crazy, like how wild that is, that we could have all knowledge, that we could have all faith, we could you know, see signs, miracles, wonders, we could, uh, you know, be the best theologian, the best apologist, we could, you know, everything, all the correct doctrine, um, you know, where everything, you know, is about business or science or engineering or whatever. Um, and if we don't have love, God says we're nothing. And obviously, He still values us, He still died for us. It's not about our value to God, but it's talking about like without love none of this is meaningful on our behalf like it might benefit other people um but just because it benefits others doesn't mean we get any credit for it or we get any eternal rewards for it and it doesn't mean that you know we're getting the most giving god the most glory or the most uh fruit that he um is worthy of or that we could give him and so, um, 
You know, it's like, for example, there's there's great men and women of faith that I've heard different amazing testimonies about and stories about who walked in amazing uh, faith and miracles and, uh, um, you know, and I've heard stories where it doesn't always seem like they're walking in love as they're walking in faith or in, in uh, you know, different ways, different things. And, uh, and I can't, first of all, I can't judge them. I can't judge their heart. Um, but then also, and I know like even for myself, like I've had a challenge sometimes of, um, of like, sometimes it's easier to walk in faith. Uh, it seems to be, has seemed to be easier to walk in faith when I disconnect myself from the situation a little bit. And, uh, which means that sometimes I haven't always come across as loving as, uh, maybe I could have. Um, uh, but it wasn't because I wasn't trying not to love or be rude or, uh, disconnected from the person, but I just wanted to see the result that I know Jesus paid for in that situation. Um, like for healing, for example. And so, um, but I know we can walk in love and faith. Jesus walked in perfect love and perfect faith. We know that. And so, um, and in perfect humility and in perfect power. And that's why he walked in perfect meekness because meekness is controlled power. Uh, like the picture I heard one time to describe it was, um, like a, a horse, like a, yeah, like a, like a, like a horse running or like a, you know, a horse is, has great control so it like looks graceful, uh, but also has great power and great strength. And so um, that's what Jesus was like. He has, you know, he uh, he walked in, uh, you know, the power of God because well, he is God, but he was in perfect standing with God and empowered by the Holy Spirit, and uh, and yet he walked in perfect humility. And so, um. So all that to say, it's like we can learn from the good of these testimonies, different things, but no, like, unless it's Jesus, you know, uh, like, uh, <laughs> unless it's a testimony from Jesus' life, we know there's room for growth, probably. Um, and so we can just chew the meat, spit out the bones, so to speak. And so if I keep reading, but like, think about like how easy it could be like the temptation to become prideful if you had all these things, if you had all knowledge, if you had all power, all faith, you know, all prophecy, you know, knew everything through prophecy or whatever. And, and yet like God's perspective is so different. And so really like a big part of this is walking in God's perspective of this, of this Christian life really is walking in God's perspective, um, walking in the faith and uh, trusting in him. So in verse three, we read, uh, though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. And so, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just amazing. And so, like, all that to say, like, I feel like Paul is going on here saying, like, laying that ground foundation to, like, flip, flip our perspective of, like, it's, it's not about what you think. And uh, it's not that those things, like he listed a lot of good things. It's not those things are bad. Those things are amazing. 
um, when they come from love. And they can be amazing for the people either way in the sense of, you know, if they get healed, <laughs> whether the person was loving or not, they get blessed to one degree or another. Um, but they could be more blessed to encounter the love and nature and character of God in a greater way as well. So, or prophesied over or, you know, any area. So now it gets into the description of love in verse 4 and says, Love suffers long, or is patient, and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, or isn't arrogant, or boastful, or proud. And so, uh, this is, uh, so really, we can see here, obviously, that if love is not all those things, then we know that love is humble, we know that love is meek. And it's amazing that Jesus, the all-powerful one, the one who walked perfectly in the love and power of God, he said, you know, Matthew eleven twenty eight. he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly or humble in heart. And you'll find rest for your souls in me, for your yoke is easy for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so of all the ways that Jesus could have described, described himself in that passage, he describes himself as um, gentle and humble in heart or lowly in heart. And so it's amazing that Jesus is gentle. And so we have so much to learn from him. And it's like um, one of the examples of, of his humility. I mean, there's so many examples of his humility and his love. Um, but one that really stuck with me that I heard um, uh, Pastor William uh, Hinn preach on was uh, he talked about how Jesus, he asked to get into a boat to preach off the shore one time when the crowds were pressing in on him. And so I guess he wanted a little space. And so, and, uh, so he asked to get on the boat and uh, to preach from the boat. And so uh, William was saying, Pastor William was saying, like he was asking God, he's like, God, why didn't you just walk on the water? I mean, you, you can walk on water. Why didn't you, why'd you get in the boat? And, uh, and uh, he said something like, he felt like God told him, it's like, because he was, he's after people's hearts. Like if he would have walked on the water, like people would probably have fallen their face in the fear of God and the awe of God. But it's like, uh, he's not just after um, like he wants to know what's in people's hearts, but he wants our hearts. He wants us to love him. Um, okay, I guess I'm reminded of the, the what you know what Jesus told Thomas, the, the disciple, after you know, he has to see his hand, uh, you know, the scars on his hands and and his side. He said, you know, uh. You, you believe because you saw, but even more blessed are those who believe without seeing. And so, so it's like there's great blessing in, in belief and faith. And it's like, a, yes, like we want to see. I want to I see God do amazing things and I want to see him, you know, face to face and uh, all these things. But it's like we get to believe and receive by faith, by trust in him. And he is pleased with our faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. Um. Because we must believe that he is, and he's, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 
And so I think he was, he, you know, he's after people's hearts and uh, he has nothing to prove. Like he is so secure in the love of God, like that he has nothing to prove. And that's where we get to be in him. Because if that's him, then that's us in him. <laughs> and so uh, I think that's been one of the most helpful things for me is growing in a revelation of God's love for me and my value to him makes me secure in him which then sets me free from the opinions of people and from consciousness of myself to be conscious of God and conscious of loving people. And um, yeah, so it's because uh, it's all by His grace. It's all by His Spirit. We can't do this on our own. Like, don't think like you read this and like, oh man, this is what I have to live up to. Like, no, this is who we are. Like God is love and as he is, so are we in this world. And he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. <laughs> Man, I'm making a lot of work for myself here. <laughs> Every time I quote a scripture, I for the video viewers, I try to put it up as a caption. Podcast viewers or listeners wouldn't know that necessarily. But I do. So every time I quote a scripture, I, <laughs> I have to, it's a little bit extra work to put it into the video. And so like thinking that's, it's a, it's a, it's a, my pleasure to make the sacrifice for the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And so, anyway, so we get to walk in His love by His grace, and um, and so I pray this out regularly, like we've talked about before. Like, Father, thank you that you are love, and you're in me, and I'm in you, and we are one. As you are, so am I in this world. And so I thank you that I'm patient, I'm kind, I'm not envious or jealous or proud or boastful. This is who. We are. This is who we are in Christ. And uh, and so it's like in Ephesians 5, you know, Paul, we're going to go there. We are going to go there. Ephesians 5, Paul's talking about marriage, but also our relationship with Christ and in Christ. And it's so amazing. Um So, I'm going to start in verse 20, actually. So, Ephesians 5.20, Giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. That's another aspect of humility, submitting one to another. That you know, That's an aspect of love. Love doesn't seek its own. It doesn't insist on its own way. So, we're again, love and humility are so connected. And both receiving his love and walking in it, which again are connected. So, um, so submitting to one another in the fear of God, wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Wow, what an example Jesus gave for us, like just how he laid his life down for us. As a husband, I get to do that for my wife, but also I get to, we're told to, in, a, in John 15, um, you know, Jesus said as, I have loved you, love one another, um, basically. And so, I mean, that is what he said. I'm just saying I might have paraphrased it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so that he might sanctify 
and verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. So again, when we speak out, we pray out these, these scriptures, we're washing, we're being washed by the water of the word, uh, we're being transformed by the renewing of our minds, uh, you know, we're putting off the old man um, with his deeds, and we're being renewed in the spirit of our minds as we put on the new man, which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So when we say like, you know, every anytime I, we act outside of love, like we can just thank God, that's not us, like Father, like that wasn't right, but I thank you, Father. That's not me, because I am in you, and you are in me, and your love, and so am I. So I thank you, Father. And so we're reaffirming who we truly are in Christ as righteous trees. And then when we realize and we know and believe that we're righteous trees in Christ, we naturally bear good fruit. And so, um, so we're being washed with the water of the Word that He might present to her to Himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she should be holy and without blemish. That is amazing that we get to be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own body. As their own bodies, he who loves his wife loves himself. Now listen to this. For no one ever, this is verse 29, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. Because we are his body, so he nourishes us and cherishes us. Wow, Jesus, you're so amazing. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and his bones. We are members of his body, his flesh, his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Listen to this. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church, that we are one with Jesus, that we're one flesh. We are members of his body. And so if Jesus walked in perfect love, then by his spirit and grace, we get to walk in the same. And so, and, and so if we walk in perfect love, we walk in humility. And when we see the value that Jesus placed on us, then we're not looking to receive that from other people. Like, cause what, what, like when we're boastful, or arrogant or proud, like a lot of that has to do with insecurity. Like if we knew our value, then we wouldn't care what people thought. And if we didn't care what people thought, then we wouldn't be boasting about what we've accomplished to receive their praise or or what we think <laughs> will encourage their praise or their wow or wah or whatever. Um, or, uh, or contempt, <laughs> as the case may be. Um, but anyway... Uh, like, so, like, when we know and believe his value to us, like, changes everything. Like, the value of something is determined by the price paid for. Like, just literally today, I was helping out with the kids' class, and, uh, you know, I held up a piece of crumpled up paper and said, who would pay $100 for this? And, of course, some of the kids said they would. And so, that, of course, made me ask for the $100. Like, man, I can make a lot of money here. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, I, I mean, I did ask for it, but I was joking. I made that clear. <laughs> so no one would pay for $100 for a piece of trash uh, because they'd get ripped off. Or if they did, they would be getting ripped off. Okay, well, on the other hand, you know, I paid more than $100 for my phone. Why? Because I thought it was worth more than $100, so that's what I paid for it. Well, what did Jesus pay for us? His life, his blood, like the highest price. He held nothing back. There's no higher value 
Again, price is correlated to value. And so there's no higher value he could have placed on us. And so like, why are we trying to gain the approval of people when we already have the honor and love and approval of God through his son? And if we're in Christ, if we're believers, if we made him Lord, then we are accepted in him. And so we could never be rejected. Like we have an audience with him. So what does it matter if, if anyone else is listening to us? Like God listens to us. And when we know and believe that and his view of us, like it changes everything and it empowers us and he empowers us by spirit and grace to walk in love and a humility like never before. <laughs> and I guess that is the ding for the end of the podcast. So we'll end it there. And uh, I say we, Holy Spirit and I, I guess. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Next time. Anyway, uh, we love you all, even though my wife is not on the pad- podcast. She loves um, you all as well. And uh, Jesus, most importantly, Jesus loves you because uh, he died for you, paid the highest price for you. And so you haven't made him the Lord of your life yet, then do it now. Give him your life. He's worth it all. He is better than anything we could ever ask for, think, or imagine. And just you can just say something like this, like, Jesus, I give you my life. I make you the Lord of my life. Come live in me and empower me to walk just like you and to know you by your spirit and by your grace. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So bless you all and have a wonderful day. Bye.